0: Welcome to the junk drawer.
1: I remember seeing that as a kid, thinking, oh, I'm fucked.
0: (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt sees the
2: tweet (laughs) and replies, watch it again. It's mostly Tom's fault. I'll give you 20 minutes. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's like, all that you need to do is shoot guns and have sex. Oh my god.
0: Here's why. You know the differences between y'all and me? I make this look good. It's finally time to open the junk drawer. Well, hello and welcome to the third iteration of our Junk Drawer podcast. What's up? Hey! My name is uh, Cole Brown, and I'll be your host, and I'm joined here today with two of my good friends and fellow podcasters.
1: And my name is Mario Anthony Arrico, and I will not be
2: your host. And my name is Bryce.
1: You have a last name, Bryce?
2: My name is Bryce Howell. There you go. I was trying to keep that off the web, trying to stay dark, (laughs) but that's fine.
0: (laughs) So... Uh, uh, I was excited when the baton passed to me to get a chance at uh, hosting this deal. And you mean when you pried it out of Bryce's hands? Something like that. You can have
2: this podcast when you pry it from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll hold on to that for later.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bryce already spilled out some little references. Um, so yeah, I was excited, but the pressure was on to pick a movie that I felt like both represented my excitement for movies in general. Uh, and kind of where we were hoping to head as you know this podcast was getting off the ground. And so kind of setting the stage tonight, I thought I would read a little excerpt from the movie uh, to hopefully get us kind of in the mode Let's for what we're going to be talking about. <clears throat> you'll conform to the identity we give you. Eat where we tell you. Live where we tell you. From now on, you'll have no, no identifying marks of any kind. You'll not stand out in any way. Your entire image is crafted to leave no lasting memory with anyone you encounter. You are a rumor, recognizable only as deja vu and dismissed just as quickly. You don't exist. You were never born. Anonymity is your name. Silence your native tongue. You no longer are part of the system. You're above the system. Over it. Beyond it. We are them. We are they. We are The Men in Black. Yes, dude.
1: So epic. That was so epic.
0: That's from the movie. Uh,
1: That
0: was great. Agent Z reads that as a a particular character uh, suits up for the first time. But yes, we're talking tonight about, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, about Men in Black. The 1997 version is the first iteration of the trilogy. Um, It is a sci-fi action comedy. It came out on July 2nd in 1997 and grossed over $589 million. Off of a wow. ninety, off of a ninety million dollar budget. Wow! It was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld and produced by uh, Columbia Pritchard, Pictures.
1: Pictures.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so those are some of the facts. Now let's get into some of the feelings. All right. The feels. The feels.
1: Oh, the feels. Guys,
0: tell me. Let's go down the. Let's go uh, kind of down the line here. What do we think about this movie?
1: I mean, this is the quintessential action adventure comedy of the 90s. It feels so 90s when you're watching it in a good way. Um, I watched it again last night. It's a very easy, fast watch. Very rewatchable. I think it's like an hour and 37 minutes. Um, from a film standpoint, you know, some flaws, some poor acting at times, but it's a fun adventure movie. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I've seen it about, I don't know, 10 times. It's very... Very memorable. I think I could have done this without rewatching it because I've seen it so many times.
2: Yeah. It's super rewatchable. Uh, I've probably watched this movie a hundred times. That's, that's probably too high, (laughs) but, uh, as a young child growing up, I think Will Smith might have been my first favorite actor and, uh, agent J the, the original Will Smith role for me, young Bryce was like the coolest person on the planet. Uh, as I mentioned to you guys before, I still own this movie on VHS, and the only <laughs> way I can watch it is on our little, like, six-inch VHS player that we still have. Did you really do that? No, I told you I found it online. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. On <laughs> Shout-out to Sonny Crackle, which is, I think, the how we all watched it. Appreciate uh, you, Sonny Crackle. Shouts to Sony. But, um, yeah, uh, so this was probably one of my early favorite movies. Uh, it's probably the reason that I like the movie Wild Wild West so much, which is an objectively bad
0: movie, but I'm into it because of Agent <laughs> J, I think.
1: I think mm. you're right. I, I was the same way. Yeah. with While I was.
0: So, kind of getting into some some numerical values here. What are our ratings for this movie on a, on a hundred scale?
1: I would give it a solid. Now again, my ratings are more accurate than your guys's. Whatever. <laughs> <Let so> <laughs> Get out of here. I, I would give it a solid eighty-one percent. That's mm. fair. Solid B. Um, like I said. It's not the best movie, but if you're just looking to put something on to enjoy, have a good time, it's fun. Some some parts are a little gross. <laughs> Ew, we'll talk about that. Um, some other parts are you wish there was actually more. It, to me, it felt a little short, um, but I, I love longer movies. So yeah, I think it's solid 80, 81% um, puts it in the solid B category for me.
2: Yeah, I was going to say more like a B plus for me. Um, it is definitely the best of the Men in Black movies, barring Men in Black International being a surprise smash hit. Uh, so I would say B plus, I'd say 88. Wow. Mm. I, I'm betting that's lower than what Rotten Tomatoes has it at.
1: Oh, I, I guarantee Rotten Tomatoes has it lower than that. Cause it's not. I bet Rotten it, Tomatoes
0: has it in the nineties. It's
1: not an 88%. We'll
0: see. Cole's looked it up. We have looked it up. What's okay.
1: your what's your rating?
0: So my rating, and this was prior to even looking at Rotten Tomatoes as well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this movie, and I think there's a part of me that was like, oh, is that just like nostalgia going into it? Like, or are there going to be things when I watch it now that I'm going to be like, oh, that's actually kind of funnier or like not great now that I'm watching it? But I was like, only further solidified in my excitement about this movie and like for it. And one of the things yeah. you mentioned, I think, is something that we've kind of trended towards in more recent movies is that the hour and a half movie rarely exists anymore i and love it, a good 90 it is, minute movie though. it's a it. great it's I, a great way to do a movie 90 I want, minutes i want That's a three I mean.
1: hour epic
0: no it's i want that sometimes
2: lord of the rings but movies for me need to be short and tight and keep everything like there doesn't need we're not asking did you just for, describe
1: my body i
2: hate you <laughs> we're not asking for a 10 uh 10 episode hbo series
0: I want a movie.
1: Ooh, this would be a cool HBO It series. would be,
0: yeah. but this is a one movie. Yeah. So right. go ahead. Go. And so what I love about that is that it does in 90 minutes what I think other movies fail to do in longer, and there's a degree to which they do a really good job of giving you enough plot details that the plot still connects, and it all's happening yeah. in an hour and a half.
1: It's a good, simple plot.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, my score was 90%. I think it, that's where I had it. And then Rotten Tomatoes had it at... <laughs> <laughs> I tomatoes it. headed it, ninety-two percent. What? In the nineties? Wow! I knew it'd be in the nineties. It's very good. well liked. This movie. Good for it. Interestingly enough, though, to me at least, audience score seventy-nine percent.
1: I'm the audience for this movie, I guess.
0: It's it's got a little bit of the same thing
2: that Fast and Furious has going for it, where people go and see it and they're like, oh, it's kind of dumb, but then like a critic goes to see it and is like, yes, it's kind of dumb, but it's not trying to be smart. Same thing with Fast and the Furious movies. They typically actually get good critic scores because they're just supposed to be a certain thing, and they are. And that's what Men in Black is. It's not trying to be. It's not trying to be Citizen Kane. You, you know, it's trying to be a Will Smith vehicle.
1: I think what works with this movie, why it's so high too, is Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are fantastic actors, Excellent. right? And yes. they have really good rapport. That movie that came out when did it come out? Twenty thirteen, which was essentially the same movie, R.I.P.D. Yes. Right, They're like, well, let's just do the same thing with monsters. But with, with ghosts instead Get of aliens, yeah. Rock Tomato score for that one, 13%.
2: Right, but that's... who's Who are the leads? Well, it's Ryan
1: Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. Okay. G- good actors, good but there's actress. no rapport. So it also I, could be just a worse plot. I, yeah, I'm just like, it goes to show you that it's not just fun like the Fast and Furious movies. It's a, good, it is like it's a good movie.
0: I mean, I ride for Vin Diesel as much as I ride for Will Smith. Oh, boy. But that's okay. <laughs> so, uh... We've broken down kind of our discussion in this movie into mm-hmm. several categories, and so we'll kind of move into the next phase, and so I've kind of titled this, Long Ago in a Galaxy... Oh, it's dot, a Star dot. Wars movie. It's not.
1: Oh, okay. But it
0: is 22 years old. Fuck. <laughs> 22 years ago this movie came out, and so I want to talk with you guys about how we feel like it held up. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I it held up well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can tell it's in the 90s. Um... Because of, I don't know, film quality, you can tell in a 90s movie. You but it's I mean? not bad. No. There's,
2: but... there's one thing that ages it and dates it. And I'm yeah. interested to know if you guys noticed this as much as I did. Well,
1: I know it's the CGI of the monsters.
2: No. Every shot has the World Trade Center in the background. Oh, yeah. And it is noticeable now to yeah, a person. I, I thought about that right away who, as well. You know, obviously. Um, and so that is very noticeable in dating uh, uh, as it occurs in many scenes. But that's the only The CGI is not bad on the cockroach. The cockroach
1: guy. is okay. You can tell in the beginning, in like the uh, the fields, when they take that one guy, supposed to be that little mm-hmm. alien, and he takes the thing off. Initially, it's like really bad CGI. I think one thing that the film did well was they use a lot of uh, like props, like practical effects.
0: They do, which Yeah. I liked. Yeah, to me, one of the things that holds up incredibly well are the weapons, like the guns that they have mm-hmm. created. Yeah. And so, like, huge shout out to whoever the. Prop guy. builders were for this, like, even though they had some kind of like chrome fetish because everything is just chrome, <laughs> I still love it. Like, you look at the gun and it still looks like futuristic in 2019, even though, like, obviously back in 1997, it was very futuristic. For me, the only part that definitely dates it a lot are the couple different scenes where they just use current at the time period technology but made it try to look futuristic. And so, there's some scenes where Agent J is like using a computer or or Agent K's using a computer or like these different times where they're like basically having to run on Windows 98. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can very much tell they're running something on Windows 98. Or like the yeah.
1: computers in the headquarters that the other agents are working at. They're like really dated. Right. Like desktop. But then
2: the the aliens, who have great names by the way, <laughs> their names are Layling and Bob. Bob yeah. <laughs> their, their computer does look very futuristic because it's unique.
1: Uh, <laughs> you see... Speaking of that scene, Sylvester Stallone was an alien. I, I forgot got, about
0: that. I was yeah. going to hold that to tiddly bits, but <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that. There are some, uh, some known great, aliens, apparently, we're going to talk about a little some bit. Some great known aliens. Um, another part of kind of the what did I catch this time, and it's funny because I can't say what did it change now when I watched it as an adult because I probably saw this movie less than a year ago. Like It wasn't like I'm just like now returning to it after all these right. years. But there is something that occurred to me for the first time ever watching it is There's this scene where... Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are investigating the like where the UFO comes down from the bad guy in the movie, this cockroach guy. Uh, and so they're he's like getting the soil sample, and he's talking about the neuralizer, which is this device they have to erase memories. And Will's like asking about when is he gonna get one. Yeah. And Kay says, uh, "Not until you grow up, kid." And then Jay, Will Smith, itches his eyebrow with his middle finger to flick off Tommy Lee Jones. And as a kid, you never notice that. And as an adult, I was like laughing so hard at the fact that he just so subtly flicks him off and goes, yeah, yeah, no problem.
2: Um, Another thing you asked, uh, what did we notice this time around? I don't know if this is the right place for this, but the uh, (laughs) opening scene, which I remember, but weirdly relevant uh, immigration commentary
0: at the beginning yeah. of the movie. K yeah. goes,
2: keep on protecting us from all the dangerous aliens.
0: <laughs> yeah, my question oh. to myself watching was, it, is it too on the nose to be a movie about illegal aliens while looking at a scene about illegal aliens? That was perfect, I loved it. Um, obviously, you
2: know, a few years before some of the alien conversations that we have today, but it felt good, I, I enjoyed that. That's I uh, held up. Mm.
1: Yeah, I thought, it's funny, Will Smith's fashion I was like, that's kind of back now. That well, like hipster trying to look 90s fashion. There's the scene when he walks into headquarters. Yes. He's got like matching sweatpants, like yellow. I'm like, I could see someone wearing... That. I could see that on sale in Urban Outfitters. Yeah, And he's wearing it in 1987.
2: And so the whole deal with the men in black suit, the black suit, black tie, white shirt, is that it's kind of a timeless look, which is why it can be their uniform. Yeah. It would be relevant 1950 great material to tie if you see
1: it it's very, but very durable his
2: costume change that he does at the end of the movie has not held up <laughs> he's wearing a weird outfit yeah it's like a, it a, looks like a turtleneck yes yes yeah with the like what would be cufflinks buttons in the neck um he's got those little circular glasses which is uh, matrix i am definitely i definitely tried to find those glasses when i was a little kid <laughs> but i could not find them not the cool ray-ban ones but the like weird circle ones but yeah that hasn't held up well either.
1: Mm. It, it made me really excited for the new one. Mm. I think the cast for the new one is phenomenal. I think Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson.
2: We had the chemistry conversation a little bit. I think uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson have the chemistry yeah, in the We saw sure. that in Thor. So. Mm.
0: Yeah. so moving forward even further, uh, this category I've titled Reverberating Carbonizer with Mutate Capacity because this movie does a terrific job of just Giving you those sci-fi jargon that make probably no sense in truth, but just sound really cool when they say them. <laughs> but the reverberating carbonizer with mutate capacity was a weapon that was drawn on Will Smith. And, uh, you know, Agent K was not too happy about that, you know, the person had that in his possession. Jeeves. That, that's the one that disintegrates? Yes. Yeah, on the ground in the opening scene. We, like, with <laughs> else talking favorite. about real
2: fast? That he sees gone. that gun for less than a second and can pick it out 24 hours later. Mm. That's just... Seems That's that a memory. Bit, seems I, don't a
1: bit know. I mean, we, we saw it for a second, and then we, I didn't
2: remember what it looked like. Oh, I did. Did you? I did. Pull? Yeah. But I'm, I I, yeah. I didn't now. But like the first time I saw that movie, I was like, how does he remember? All oh, those so guns he can, look the same because it had
1: like that glass.
2: Bottle,
0: it's also like, in the middle. Cloth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, But what is the one gadget from the movie that you wish you had?
1: The t- oh suit. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's not a gadget. I don't know. I was thinking the the obvious answer. What's the mind eraser called? Neuralizer. That's a neuralizer. That's a lot of responsibility. A lot of power.
0: I was thinking maybe the neuralizer too, but I would be way too scared of a accidental discharge of my to myself. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Sorry. But then also with a neuralizer, it could potentially go off against me.
1: Yeah, yes. and <laughs> I I just <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it would
0: be used for just for evil. But you have it. Oh, you would use it for evil? No,
1: I think someone could get a hold of it, and use it like in like a Cosby way.
0: Oh, now this is the hypothetical universe where only you have access to it. Yeah. Only I can, like, only yeah. I can. You have this gadget. I wouldn't
1: you. use it like that. Um,
2: I hope not.
1: I don't think I. I still don't think. I think that's too much responsibility. Let me keep thinking. I think it'd be the gun that Jay. The noisy cricket. Or the one that K has, not the cricket, like the badass one with the long barrel.
2: I, I can't remember the name. The of that
0: long, line. the like rifle version one, or no, his like magnum. He's like magnum. One? One. Okay, it's
1: just so cool. The,
0: the, the one, one he blows kills. Up yeah, that's the mix Yeah. Cut. I'm picking the neuralizer. That's the coolest <laughs> thing in the
2: world. I can't believe you yeah, ever I picked sound the like, neuralizer.
1: Like, Cold like a win. All I the changed awkward it back moments that
2: you have experienced in your life. Immediately being able to be like, all right, I'm going to try that again.
0: Neuralizer on. is the most powerful tech on the in the film. But for me, I think if I'm being the humanitarian. The tech I would take is was the universal translator. Universal translator is my oh, second choice.
1: Oh, okay, beautiful idea.
0: I think it'd be so cool. I'd finally be able to speak Italian even better than Mario.
1: Nice. <laughs> boobity boobity boobity.
0: <laughs>
1: Buongiorno.
0: Yeah, prosciutto,
1: prosciutto, <laughs> a pizza pie.
0: And I'd just be spitting that Italian game.
1: Well, no, you wouldn't. You'd be, like, throwing it into a device, and then it would say it for you.
0: That'd sound really cool. Yeah,
1: but people would see you speaking into the thing, and then you'd have to neuralize them. To, you didn't see that happen. You
0: need the neuralizer, which is why it's the best tool. So, one of the things we always talk about uh, on this podcast is kind of who we could also cast for these roles. And so I've called this, in 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 honor of the movie... In the style of what happens in the movie. I've called this section the Buffalo Billionaires or Skin Suits. Which is a reference to a different movie. Well, but he does wear a skin suit. Which skin I suits. I have never
1: yeah. seen that film and never will. But in the
0: movie, uh, Edgar, the bad guy,
2: uh, who is portrayed by...
1: Vincent de Can we, real quick... I didn't know that.
2: He's incredible in this movie. Why? No! He's so good in this Why movie.
1: Why did he take this role... He's not even acting. He's just making weird noises. and
2: That is acting. Oh,
1: it's such it's so such a stupid role. They could have got a nobody for that role.
2: He didn't, He's he, so good in this movie. He, I rah, think so, too. Rah, he rah, does a great job so of, as the movie progresses, and the Edgar character is dying and decomposing, becoming more stiff, more awkward over the course of the movie as it becomes more insect-like and less human-like.
1: Yeah. I, He's really good in if this If I'm movie. an actor and they're giving me that part, I'm saying, are you kidding me? I want to act.
2: Also, Vincent D'Onofrio is... D'Onofrio. Whatever. I don't know how to say his last name. It's Italian. So I, after seeing this movie, remember thinking, as a kid, like, oh, I want to see other movies that this guy's in. Wow. And he was not in anything for like 15 years because he did uh, Law & Order. But because not the main he did that Order. movie. No, he did Law & Order Criminal Intent for like 10 years he was on that show mm. as a detective. But I just never watched no, that show. No, no. They so, saw
1: him in this and they said he can only play dead, rotting creatures.
0: <laughs> so in the movie, Vincent, Vincent D., uh, he is uh, basically piloted by a cockroach that lives inside of his skin suit. Oh, God. And so as we kind of look down the roles in the lead actors from this movie, who are some other potential actors you could see replacing the lead roles?
1: Are you Who do you want to start with?
0: And so obviously sometimes with this category... The answer is man I really loved the the roles that I got to watch that they seem to be perfectly cast but we do want to come up with an answer. So kind of going down the list, let's start with Agent J, Will Smith. Who else could you see playing that role at the time in 1997 or at sorry? that time. okay.
1: Let me to start. And
0: if you'd like to you could talk about today. Okay, good, Martin.
1: Um it's no one. He's perfect for it. No, I'm just kidding. Um in 1997, Martin Lawrence. I think the two of them kind of went hand in hand. They did. Comedic Action comedy stars, I think you could put him in. I think it gets a little funnier. I think he becomes a little goofier of a character.
2: But I think it becomes much like we were talking about like why this movie just barely works, is Will Smith is funny and cool. Yeah. And Martin Lawrence is not as cool <laughs> He's as Will Smith. Not Like cool. that's the whole chemistry they had in the bad boys franchise is Will Smith is the cool one and Martin Lawrence is kinda of like the dad or whatever. Okay. So I don't know if I don't know if that works as well, but he is a he is definitely funny enough to do. Yeah. I still not know if he's funny yeah. cool
0: enough. Yeah, I kind of compared. So for me, again, I was like my own worst enemy with trying to figure out how I would recast this. And I almost kind of compared the role with Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith to Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker in Rush Hour. It's like kind of a buddy cop movie. I guess another buddy movie where, like, Chris Tucker plays the, like, kind of goofy, you know, off-the-wall kind of character. And Jackie Chan plays a little bit more straight-laced. He's kind mm-hmm. of the true cop of it or whatever. Yeah. And so, as I kind of look at how we kind of recreate that same dynamic, I'm, you know, wondering who could do that. And so, for me, if I'm having to pick somebody from that time period to play Agent J, maybe Brad Pitt could do it. Yes, um, he's he, very young. Agent at this
1: J. Point. Oh, you would. Yeah, okay. to
0: be to be Will Smith's character, because I think you do need to have someone who's young for that like mentorship role that right. that happens. You so don't
1: like, think? Of, I think a black actor, the way he like spoke and. You know how he was brought up. I think that added to the character so much. Yeah, I'm not.
0: I'm not saying that that's not true. I oh. I believe a black actor. Or I think Will Smith did a tremendous job with this role, whether of not having anything to do with his race. But I, if I have to pick somebody, true. another person at the time that I think could step into that is maybe Brad Pitt.
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, I think I think Brad Pitt, young, cool,
2: checks those boxes. I do think having a black actor for the role is helpful, like you said, but. You think Brad Pitt's funny enough for this? Brad Pitt's funny. In 97, though? I mean, he's funny in Ocean's Eleven. That's true. Yeah, he is. I don't think he just became funny <laughs>
0: by hanging out with George Clooney. <laughs> he's kind of dark funny in *Inglorious Bastards. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I think that works.
1: Today, who would you cast? I think I'd I cast Kevin Hart.
2: It's, I think it's the same thing with Martin Lawrence if you cast Kevin Hart, where he's funny enough, but I don't know if he has the coolness. True. Like, Kevin Hart, kind of Kevin Hart's joke is that he is, like, kind of uncool.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, he hangs out with guys like Dwayne Wade and The Rock, and he's just way less cool than they are. <laughs> Maybe Michael B.
0: Jordan, though. Michael but B. That's Jordan That's just because I also love Michael B. Jordan. He's the right answer <laughs> so, for if you recast it today. He's
1: too serious. I think,
0: I think he, he could like, be... Yeah, I'm
1: Michael Bay! Like, scream, Michael and then take shirt off.
0: Michael
1: B. Jordan like that. Yes, he does!
0: <laughs> okay, moving on. Agent K. Who do we recast for Agent K? So little
2: internet research Clint Eastwood was an, an originally offered the role whoa Clint Eastwood a little bit old too old I think at this point 97 so even at the time he'd been too old huh what he unforgiven came out in 92 and wow he, he was very old-looking in that movie so I think he's a little bit too old but I think that's uh, I think that is a good way to do it but Tommy Lee Jones also has like a little bit of the humor as well I don't know if Clint Eastwood is funny enough either mm-hmm so. I
1: would have casted Kevin Klein. I Kevin. think I think he's funny enough, and I think he could use um, the. Uh, I think he's got the acting chops. Yeah,
2: and I can't imagine a movie with Will Smith and Kevin Klein bombing. It's never happened before.
1: I mean, have you seen his? <laughs> are you, is are they in a movie together the? They're
2: Wild Wild West. That's the two Oh characters. my God, he
1: is in it! <laughs> oh wow, I, didn't, I forgot his filmography. I just, yeah. mm, I was thinking of his performance in Definitely Maybe. One of my favorite chick flicks.
0: No, he, uh, he's the character in Wild Wild West. Um, for me, my Agent K is my also heartthrob for the time. Not heartthrob in a romantic sense, but heartthrob in just an acting chop. Sure. It's Kevin Costner. I thought of him. You um, love Kevin Costner. I thought so. he would have
1: be been good, yeah.
0: I think he plays a good K role. I also wonder if Bruce Willis could have filled that role.
1: He, yeah, I could see that. He
0: has like the the like actiony side of it enough that I like, but I don't know if he's like quite maybe we in get a way, together,
1: have a few laughs, kill some aliens.
0: I don't know if he's like old enough yet. Kind of. Looking. I would.
1: I would. Pl- I would cast him today.
0: Uh, I think they
2: answered the question who would play it today in Men in Black Three. Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin.
1: Yeah, it was perfect.
2: <laughs> His looks exactly like. How young Tommy Lee Jones should yeah. look. Mm, got some city miles on him though. He
0: does have some city miles. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, okay. What about Edgar, who is played by yeah. Vincent D? Should have been a
1: random off the street nobody, but um, if it's it, an
2: important part of no, the movie. Uh, what are you talking he's about? Just a random bad guy with no story. He but was, you you still are acting. He's on camera a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's making noises and like slunking around. Right. It didn't need You
2: right? have to you have to separate that from a random person slunking around, Get put versus someone who convincingly sells an insect inside of a dead person's skin.
1: I'll tell you who could do it. They didn't even have to alter the way he looked. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey Rourke could have done it.
2: Mickey Rourke was not as, uh, didn't have as many city miles on him at this point. All right, so then
1: year. how about um, G- Gary Busey? Yeah. <laughs>
2: But you're, you're naming comedy people that I don't think could sell.
1: I don't think Gary Busey, I don't think either of those guys are considered comedy guys.
2: Gary Busey has done some comedy stuff in the Mickey past. Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke is not, you're right. Um, Mickey Rourke could do it. Mickey Rooney?
1: <laughs> My answer
2: was uh, going to be Steve Buscemi. Mm. <laughs> which does change good. the role a little bit.
1: Or Danny Trejo?
2: Not Danny Trejo. Oh, okay. Not Danny Trejo. No, I, I don't think Danny Trejo has that role. I think Danny Trejo is one of the aliens on the screen if you play him. He's that game. first one. When they put I the char- characters that. Okay, no, he's not that one. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> when they put the the humans who are actually right. aliens, Danny Trejo's Danny one of those. Trejo that's be role. That's his role. No, I think Steve
0: Buscemi could be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect <laughs> cameo for him. Sorry, keep going. Steve Buscemi, that's the answer. Yeah. I wonder if they'd give him a little uh, zit reference. Um, <laughs> My Edgar. What,
1: what reference is that to? This is it right
0: Animal House? Steve Buscemi
1: was in Animal House. Oh. No, 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 no.
2: You're thinking of John Belushi. John there Belushi. we go. I'm wrong. Steve Buscemi is um I
1: don't think John Belushi I don't Belushi think Jim Belushi, Belushi works in this movie either. <laughs>
2: yeah. Who's <laughs> his I'll
0: show you a picture of him right now. Tell me your answer though. My answer is John Malkovich. oh. I think he'll splash. Yes, I think amazing. he could be... I thought, whatever
1: the fuck I want. That's what I was thinking.
0: I think I could see him even with the same accent. Oh, yes, Steve Buscemi is an alien also. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I think Malkovich could play Malkovich the role. Malkovich could do it.
1: Malkovich is an alien.
0: Right. Which and, brings me to my last part of this section is, similar to the trope of what's happening in this movie, who is the Hollywood alien yes. today? Who's, who is really an alien living in human Which plot? my answer is also Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's Which good. Which is why I picked him.
1: Well, this guy isn't really in Hollywood anymore, although he thinks he is, but he's our president, okay? He's not real. He's an alien, people. Trump. Uh, but if it had to be an actor... He
2: was uh, in Hollywood. He's yeah, a humble he of too. lot, yeah. too. Yeah.
1: Anthony Hopkins, I think.
2: Anthony Hopkins?
1: Is an alien. He's so creepy.
2: Well, he's only super creepy in Silence of the Lambs, but he's terrifying in that Westworld, case. he is. I haven't terrifying. seen Westworld. Mm. Terrifying.
1: I bought you that as a gift for Christmas. Yeah, we don't to
0: talk about that on the pod. And
1: you haven't watched <laughs> it yet.
0: My alien today is, I also believe, is definitely just an actual alien. James Tom Cruise. Stop. Don't. I don't see him as actually, not an alien.
1: Don't attack the Cruise on this.
0: You know that I love Tom Cruise, but... Yeah, that's right. You might be right. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise, but I don't think a human can run as he does in every movie scene the way that he
1: does. At 54, yeah.
2: If
0: he's not part alien.
2: Or when he's acting and he blinks too much, and it's like, this is how humans show emotion. Yeah. They blink more. Or how he doesn't
1: know how to be drunk. Well,
2: yeah. He's never that's had alcohol true. in his life. Well, alcohol doesn't affect his species. That's true. That's true. we got to chill out. The church is going to sue us. Yeah. So
0: since we recast it, Uh, I thought we'd also – I'll take a second here to kind of read through some of the Hollywood potential recasts. Oh, I love these. Um, Other potential roles for Agent J, who's played by Will Smith, that they went with first or offered to first was David Schwimmer. Wow, that's a terrible choice.
1: Wait, Agent J? Yes. How is he going to run through New York City in the beginning and chase down a guy? No one
2: believes Ross can chase down an alien. Ross (laughs) Geller is not an alien. He was offered it first.
1: We (laughs) were on a break! (laughs) The alien and me.
0: <laughs> so he gets with the an alien and he plays these. I on the do ring.
1: love Rob- Dave Schwimmer, but not for this
0: role. Mm. Another person who was offered the role who could probably have done it much better than Dave Schwimmer, but definitely not better than Will Smith, was Chris O'Donnell. No, yeah. Robin. Chris O'Donnell at at this time, and we were young
2: and we didn't like see serious movies at the time. But if you go back, Chris O'Donnell is on fire in the mid nineties.
1: What, <laughs> what happened to him?
2: I don't know. I think Batman and Robin like ruined his career, but. 92, I think, is sense of Woman, maybe yeah. 93. And, you know, he basically gets some Oscar love for that movie. And he is in everything for the next five years. They probably, he probably turned it down because he was too much of a big shot. Mm. I'll tell you
1: why I turned it down later in my fun internet, okay. Inter- can't, internet can't research. Okay. can't wait to hear.
0: Um, As Bryce mentioned earlier, Clint Eastwood was offered the role for Agent K. He was played by Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Edgar, yes. potential recast for Edgar, is, was, they offered to him first, was John Turturro. Oh, another
2: real-life alien.
0: Um, who is in Oh Brother, Where Out Thou? And he is oh, the butler and Mr. in Mr. Dean. And he's in Rounders.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's great. I'm
1: glad he didn't take this role.
0: He would have been great.
2: I don't oh, understand why you hate the Edgar role so it's much. It's
1: not a real role. It is. It's
2: disgusting. It's
1: substantial. It's disgusting.
2: I don't think you know about movies.
1: I think he... It should have been a random person.
0: Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld got the honor to direct this movie. What else did uh, he direct well, I have a Here real fun. <laughs> I have a real fun tidbit for that one later too, uh, but then the role of directing this movie was, or not role, but the opportunity to direct this movie was first offered to both Steven Spielberg and Quentin Tarantino. Didn't, Steven Spielberg also has a cameo in the movie. Steven Spielberg. Um, EP. EP.
1: He's a cameo. What mm-hmm. part?
2: He's one of the aliens. He's one of the aliens. Do we know that? Yes. He
0: yeah. was on that screen. We'll get into that. So I speaking kind of features. further down this route, so I call this section. Uh, you know, who jumps planet or who stays on Tatooine?
1: Tatooine is not uh, in this movie.
0: And so it is Could not, be. but it's a reference to staying home and maybe experiencing less of the world around you. I'm but, going home. But basically, who uh, who took this movie as a branching off point and stepped into bigger and better things and who was probably the glory days for yeah. this movie?
1: Um, who stepped out? I think it'd be easy for us to say Will Smith.
0: That's the, that's the correct answer also. Yes. I
1: don't see. I don't think that's the answer because... Will Smith's career still plateau it still takes off without this movie. Right? So I'm going to give the answer here. Okay. Tony Shaloub.
2: Tony Shaloub?
1: Tony Shaloub goes on okay. to be Monk, Jack which Jeeves. pretty much defines his career and now he's on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, plays Mr. Maisel, which is incredible and he has gotten so many Emmy noms for it. It just after this movie, he became like a guy that you knew.
2: Well, another person who has a very small role, but career takes off after this movie is David Cross, who plays the more assistant. assistant person who gets like glued to the ceiling. Oh, yes. David Cross goes on to be in Arrested Development. <laughs> Tobias
0: Tobias, <laughs> Tobias No, Tobias
2: he's, a never, he's, he's a, a never nude.
0: He's a never nude, but he was in this movie.
1: Um, the, the head guy of, the M- of Men in Black, I don't know his name, but Rip he... Torn. Is that Rip is Rip Torn? Name? it's the actor's name. Wait, the old guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the urine guy from dodgeball, yeah. right? Yeah, Patches O'Hoolan. Patches O'Hoolan.
2: Uh, I think the right answer is Will Smith. Well, I mean, you are probably correct that Will Smith's career takes off anyway because he had just been in Independence Day. But I mean, he he basically has so this is his three years: ninety-five, Bad Boys; ninety-six, Independence Day; ninety-seven, Men in Black. Like, yeah, but see, that's, that's what I'm attaching like, him. He's to already
1: established.
2: But it's the end of. A incredible first three action movies.
1: Did he step out into better and better things? What was his next movie?
2: Well, his next movie was Enemy of the State, which is also really good. Uh, And then Wild Wild West, maybe a little bit of a misfire there. Uh, Ali, Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2.
1: Oh, you skipped one there.
2: Legend of Bagger Vance. I've never seen it, so I I can't evaluate that one. His
1: career almost ended. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I guess Will Smith is the easy, the obvious answer.
2: He's got a couple other movies in there as we go to the
0: larger filmography, but... Yeah, you know, I also agree that uh, Will Smith is, you know, the person I feel like took off the most after kind of leaving this role. Shaloub. For me, the person who stayed on Tatooine is uh, I can't even pronounce her last name. Linda Fiorentino. Also Yo the correct Fiorentino, character. Also, uh, yes. So she plays Laurel, who I believe is the coroner, kind of the morgue worker, who eventually becomes a member of MIB as well. Uh,
1: By the way, great scene when she's pointing underneath the table.
0: And, he thinks and Will Smith is like, I'm
1: going to drive? He's like telling her I have to drive I have home. to drive. <laughs>
0: it's just, it's, you know, it's a masculine thing. thing. I
1: have to show you right now. Like, that, that scene is
0: really funny. <laughs> or
1: when he's talking to Kay about, how's the body? Great body. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> the dead body. The dead King. body. Um, yeah, what
1: happened to her? But yeah, Nothing. so for me,
0: when I saw her on screen, you know, you do the game where you go, okay, what else have I seen yeah. this person in? And even just... Looking on screen, I couldn't think of other things that she's been in. She She's in one other movie I've seen, yeah. which is Dogma.
2: Yeah. And that's it, it looks like. Do you got anything else that she was in? No. It, okay. oh like, man. I had to look up Dogma. Okay. I've seen Dogma. I like that movie also, but...
1: I think she's in a TV show. Is she Mrs. California in The Office?
0: Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, maybe. That's so weird. If she that is. might be true. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I'll look it up. If, while he's looking it up, we can retcon it later. Um, so, one of our most popular segments, uh, made popular by uh, one of our former uh, hosts, Bryce Howell, is Tidbits. Uh, this Tid- week's Tidbits are sponsored by? <laughs> Tiddly Bits. Ritz Bits Crackers. Ritz Bits Crackers. Uh, and so, we kind of saved this section for <laughs> fun internet research and trivial facts, you know, things like that. And so, kind of, what did y'all uncover in your 10 minutes of internet research? <laughs> Well, so the main thing I haven't covered and that I've referenced multiple times now is I had to pause and
2: look up all the aliens in the Ling Ling and Bob spreadsheet. So here are the people that according to the movie Men in Black are actual aliens. Steven Spielberg, Mm. Tony Robbins, which is a funny one. The director's daughter is the little kid in the top right hand corner. Uh, Speaker of the house at the time, Newt Gingrich, which made me laugh. Sylvester Stallone is the most recognizable one. Al Roker is there. Mm. George Lucas, which is funny. person who I did not know is Isaac Mizrahi, who is a fashion designer, bottom left-hand corner. <laughs> Danny DeVito, who is, of course, a real-life alien as well. And uh, Diane Warwick, who is a famous singer. Those are the real-life aliens.
1: So real quick, Linda Fiorentino did not play the wife. It was
2: uh, Mara Tierney. Oh, Mara Tierney is a yeah. relatively well-known actress. Um,
1: I was a little hurt, I'm not going to lie, when, when, when I saw Stallone up there. I was like, how
2: dare they? I mean, this might be rock. an alien.
1: How dare they do the to
2: rock me? How dare they? <laughs> what, what'd you
0: get, Cole? Any tiddly bits? So, I have a few. Um, one of my favorite ones, this is self-discovered, is you, you watch the movie, the end cutscene or the end credits roll, and the Men in Black song plays, which is saying... by Will Smith. Sung by Will Smith. Let
1: the rocks your head like this. So, Let's
0: he... Sing. Plays his own outro in his own movie. Yes, of course. Later, he does that Wild in Wild Wild, Wild West. It's a great song. And plays his own outro in his own Wild, movie. Wild, Wild West. Both movies directed <laughs> by the same director. Very Sonnenfeld. Very <laughs> Sonnenfeld.
2: They, they were just trying to, it seems like they were trying to run back Men in
0: Black with Wild Wild West, and it just didn't work. It's like the same it's movie in the West. a very similar style. It definitely is a very similar style. <laughs> Another one uh, for those out there that care about, you know, just fun little factoids. So the sunglasses that Will Smith dons are the Predator 2 model from Ray Ban. And their sales that year tripled. Of course. Wow. They from 1.6 million to $5 million. Holy crap. Because the, um, <laughs> I, I wanted them. I think Bird King gave out not
2: Ray Bans, but, no, but modeled, fake yeah. ones, yeah. Normal kids wanted those glasses. I wanted the circular glasses at the end of the movie because I was a loose. Yeah, you're a
1: weird kid. <laughs> you wanted to wear the priest outfit. You want to be priest. <laughs> not even Catholic. I got a couple fun. Actually, one. One of them was Tarantino was going to direct, but we have that. I think it'd be kind of cool if Tarantino did Men in Black.
2: No, I think it's too weird. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Um, So, the Chris O'Donnell story. So, Chris O'Donnell was offered this, and um, director Sonnenfeld didn't want him. He loved Will Smith. He really wanted Will Smith. Well, Spielberg was producing, and he told Sonnenfeld, I want Chris O'Donnell. take him to dinner, wife him up, pretty much, and convince him to play this movie. Sonnenfeld, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, takes him to dinner. Instead of doing what Spielberg tells him, he tells him, I'm not a very good director. The script is crap. <laughs> I don't really think this thing's going to get off the floor. The next day, Chris O'Donnell backed out.
2: Impossible. So that's he, inc- That's a nice little... Yeah.
0: Tricky did there. I don't like uh,
2: this guy.
1: So sabot- that's Saboteur! Yeah.
0: Saboteur.
1: Sniped it from um, the crow's nest.
0: You know, this is probably further uh, understanding. And, you know, maybe some of these things aren't actual facts, but that's why we only researched for 10 minutes, so we can't prove whether it was truly a fact or not. But another one that I read uh, is that Linda Fiorentino actually won her role in a poker game with the director.
1: Wow.
0: And so maybe, a way to maybe not the, the best movie. acting chops, but a pretty potential cool version Great body. of... Actually, <laughs> the dead, body. the dead body, dead body. Um, and so that was another cool little fact for the movie as well. Uh, now, rather than just a yes or no question here, so you know, one of the you know cool scenes in the movie is Will Smith goes into training for the Men in Black and goes through a couple different examinations. We haven't even talked about the training sequences, but
2: they're really good. I love the they're really intro well done.
1: When they're about to do the test, that was awesome. And he drags the table. And he makes kind of disrespectful. <laughs> To the yeah. was he the air the, airman uh, air force I think guy he's the army ranger army ranger yeah.
0: best of the best of the best sir yeah. oh, was, honor we're sir
1: we sir I was like ooh, ooh, ooh ah. but really funny
0: yeah when but also this was this is not great this is this is a tidbit is he calls him Captain America yeah. and Tommy Lee Jones later is the sergeant that In Captain oh, America yeah. Captain America nice
2: little tiddly bit there so too. maybe there's nice. uh, some yeah. some getting <laughs> us by the tiddly
1: bits. It, it
2: is also really funny because Will Smith or Agent J. Is horrible in all of the tests.
1: The only reason he gets the (laughs) job is is because like
0: I want him. (laughs) He runs (laughs) away. All right, whatever.
1: (laughs) Because he he can run.
0: Yeah, I mean he kills little Susie or Tiffany is her name. Kills little Tiffany, but hey, but the way he explains it, he convinces me. He's like, "You're right." I would pull it your too on Tiffany. That guy was just
2: exercising, um, which is an important thing he needs to know. There's aliens that are peaceful. Today, but all that to say,
1: do we know what kind of Nikes Will Smith was wearing in that scene? I, I don't. tried to see. No,
2: I couldn't tell.
0: Don't know. I'm I want a shoe person.
1: I'm gonna Google that as we do this.
0: So all that to say, is men in black. The best movie to ride no. experience that exists. What no, is then?
1: I totally disagree. So Universal
0: Studios, you can go and do the Men in Black ride, where you yeah. get to basically do the training simulation and shoot down some aliens.
1: It's not as good as as the movie has it out to be. I don't think every. I, if no, I he's saying, saying is it the
2: best ride based on a movie? No,
1: I know, I know. I'm saying it's not as fun as it looks in the movie because
2: remember that it, ride is really fun. Oh, I really haven't been on ride. it
1: in like fifteen years. It, it's one of the ones where um, you get
2: to shoot as you're on the ride. You Get points, you get to beat your. The best Family. ride... You take your girlfriend and show her how good you are at shooting I, no, laser I don't, tag? I
1: can't do that. Um, oh, the, sorry. The best ride based on a movie, um, Indiana Jones in Disneyland, California, is the uh, best ride of all time. I don't know about that line. It's so great. That or the ride came first, but the movies are based off it, so I don't know if that counts, but Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: Well, the Pirates um, of the Caribbean ride isn't the best ride. I best, love it. best ride that was turned into a movie for me is Haunted Mansion which is well, a that's great ride that's but a terrible what, movie that's what my that's favorite chill. ride is too okay. is,
1: yeah good answer
0: so as we go into our last or one of our last sections here what's your favorite ride he's saying it is the best ride based on the movie I, th- I think it, I mean yeah it's probably my favorite Whoa. like ride for a movie that's coming to mind immediately yeah like the Hulk at you know Island's Adventure is an incredible roller coaster but to me there's like no connection to the Hulk movie so it's like yeah, yeah, true. yeah. it's true it's, it's a great ride you but, think
1: it's better than Spider-Man
0: Spider Man threw up on. <laughs> Cole's thrown up on Spider Man so many you times. You think
1: it's better than Harry Potter? I, I, don't, like, I don't like the Harry been.
0: Potter ride. In, I struggle well, with a lot like of like, the, the one, but artificial there. reality. That's what these so are. So
1: you gotta go to Disney.
0: Yeah. Uh, my last little tidbit, maybe this will change uh, Mario's heart for Vincent D. Is intense method actor with this one, apparently. As he both studied how bugs moved, he watched videos and went and saw stuff like that. And then even further than that, he wore knee braces and taped his ankles so that he could not move his joints when he walked. In all the scenes he walks, he yeah. walks with completely he stiff He apparently a pretty intense method actor. What a weird I've, guy. I've heard that about him before. He's
1: amazing as Fisk.
2: He's also real good in um, Magnificent Seven. He speaks very strangely in that movie. Oh, though.
1: yeah.
0: So, before we get into our very final section, uh, section, uh, I titled this, this last to last section. The last suit you'll ever wear. This movie, re-watching it again, is so quotable. There's so many times when an actor says something and there's even like a dramatic camera shot of them saying it and you're like, gosh, that was so cool. So first question for us is kind of who, do you, who has the best line? What is your favorite quote from the movie? Uh, and then we'll talk about what I call the J vs. K quote showdown. Uh, but tell me first what, kind of what quotes come to mind immediately. Well, if
2: only I have to pick one, which is what
0: the implication is, It's
2: not the most quotable
0: line from the whole movie,
2: but it is my favorite quote from the movie. And it's after Kay explains to Jay what Men in Black is, and Jay says, what's the catch? Um, And the catch is that no one will know who you are. Um, So at that scene, Jay goes, why don't you just tell everybody? And Kay says, we can't. And he he says, this is the line. Anyway, I haven't pulled up. Uh, A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Fifteen hundred years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. Five hundred years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And fifteen minutes ago, you knew that humans were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. It's a great line. It's, it's not strong, as quotable as some of the other no, things. No, no. Very Jay strong says, writing,
0: but it is an excellent line, and and Tommy yeah. Lee Jones delivers it very well. Super, super strong writing. Um, yeah, for me, and this is kind of giving my showing my hand a little too much, is that like. Rewatching it this time, Tommy Lee Jones like stealing my heart away, which is how well he does this role. It's because you're old now, so you're yeah. I'm just an like, old oh, man. Jay. I'm just like yeah. He's got to go to bed on time. I yeah, get man. it. Uh, one of my favorite lines from him, and this is like a classic action movie line, is at the very end in the final fight scene with the cockroach bad guy. Uh, is he swallows both of their guns, and they're kind of coming up with a plan of how they're still going to basically win. And Tommy Lee Jones looks at Will Smith and he says, all right, you don't let him leave no matter what. And Will Smith's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to get my gun. I'm going to go get my gun back. And so he like basically purposefully gets eaten by the alien uh, monster to go get his gun back that's somewhere in his stomach. Not a great plan. Mm-mm. He Did he, him.
1: well, I just saw it. Did he, sh- he shot out of the... M- He's
2: inside, gets his gun yeah, shoots and shoots it. the gun. Yeah.
1: Um, one of my, I quote, it's a pretty long, but it's something I loved. When they neuralize Edgar's wife... And then Jay's <laughs> that's like, just Will Smith being yeah. the best hey, I Jay's want like to believe to that's ad he goes yeah cause you know what he never appreciated you anyway in fact you kicked him out and now he's gone and you're gonna go to town you're gonna go to Bloomingdale's find some nice dresses you know maybe find somewhere you can get you know like a facial Hire a decor- hire a decorator to come in here fast because damn
0: <laughs> Will
2: Smith is just a rocket ship in this movie he is so good He's so a, funny. He's a
1: fresh prince. They gave him a little, little homage to him when they pulled up his bio. It said, we're hometown Philadelphia. Yeah, he's from
0: Philadelphia in real life, though.
1: Oh, that's... Okay, also yeah. homage to him. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was another tiny one was when he... Born and raised? ...realizes that his yeah. high school teacher or his elementary school teacher was an alien in the movie. It shows uh, hometown Philadelphia on the teacher's description. Yeah. So it also, like, paying tribute to Oh, that's prince.
1: what I... Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I was referring to.
0: Um, but yeah, like, I think about... So, so many lines from Will Smith introduce his character so well as being like this kind of like doesn't do well with authority but like is like really dedicated to like you know his job and like making something happen so first line he says it's like a real line is he jumps down onto a moving city bus and then just says man it'd just be raining black people here in New York (laughs) and I'm like gosh what a great intro into a character
1: by the way how much did New York look like Los Angeles in the beginning of the movie
0: (laughs) yeah and then later that Basically, the same scene, he's in the interrogation room, kind of debriefing from what happened with his sergeant and talking to another police officer. And then the police officer's, the sergeant's asking, why couldn't they keep up with you? And he's like, well, a lot of them are you know, a little pudgy around the middle. And then the cop chimes and he goes, man, you wish you were half the man I am. And Will Smith goes, man, I am half the man you are. And like, looks at his stomach and like, oh, I like, he gut laugh.
2: the coolest person yeah. in this movie. What the hell are you talking about? I am half the man you are. You think are. he's cooler than Edgar? Yes. And another, another line he says is uh, when he says, We just got to establish some ground rules. You picked me, so you recognize the talent. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, So I want you to be calling me slick or sport or kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones goes,
0: All right, kid. <laughs> no, no, he it, they end up calling him everything he didn't ask for. Yeah. So he calls him like, All right, Tiger, Yeah, slick, like all these extra other ones. But yeah, that's no, so funny. We give
1: some him. shouts to Frank.
0: Frank. Frank's great. Frank's he's, the dog. Yeah, the so,
1: he's so great. I'm looking. Frank's I'm wondering, dog. are they actually shaking a dog that violently in that scene? I
0: hope so. <laughs> Even though Will Smith's killing, he says he owes him money. Uh, <laughs> the dog owes my friend money. <laughs> so uh, this is just a one-word answer, basically. So in the Tommy or the Agent J versus Agent K quote showdown, who do you give the the victory to? I think Agent J. He's just the coolest.
1: Yeah. I think the best quote overall comes from Agent K though. The one where he's at the park or at on the bench near the water, the one that you, you read earlier. I think that kind of defines the movie. That's like the coolest quote, but I think if it's a quote off, yeah, I'd give the slight edge to K. Nope, J, I'm sorry I got confused those. Will Smith wins, but I think Tommy Lee Jones has like the it's best single best quote. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. My vote is Tommy Lee Jones. I think Something I'm just now realizing as well is that all the very dramatic portions of the movie where, you know, it actually trends towards, you know, significant feelings or whatever, oftentimes those those quotes and those dialogue goes to Tommy Lee Jones. Right. And so the part where he's telling about kind of the in five minutes ago you knew that humans were the only people on this planet. And I think about the times like when at the very end when he gets neuralized himself and kind of him kind of talking about, I got swallowed by an alien and that's a hundred one of a hundred memories I don't want to memorize anymore, all that kind of stuff. And so I just I love Tommy Lee Jones. I think he does this role perfect. There's another quote he says where uh, Will Smith says that Elvis didn't die. He just went back. He, or Elvis he says is not dead. He yeah, he went he's, home. i was just yeah. like gosh, he's just killing it.
2: No, yeah, I agree. I think you might be
0: right. No, <laughs> so, nah, it's still Jay though for me. So ask. Uh, <clears throat> let's ask each other here. Does this belong in the drunk drawer?
1: Um. Yeah. So I thought about that. So. Kind of what we've been doing is like you reach into those bins, pull out a movie, throw it aside, yeah. maybe watch it later. I think yes and no. Um, it's not junk by any means, but I feel like it's one of the gems that you find in those bins. It can be reasonably be it could reasonably be put in the junk drawer because of how dated it is, but um, it's a movie that you can watch whenever with whomever, and uh, yeah, I think. I think it does, but it's not
2: junk.
0: Mm, It's like a Jaguar's player acquisitions. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. We'll roll the
0: dice
2: on it. This movie is perfect for the junk drawer, and here's why. It is every movie I've found in those junk bins where they combine movies, where it's one (laughs) really good movie and then two less good movies which is what the Men in Black trilogy literally is, Yeah, and they like, oh, there's the DVD that has Men in Black 1, which is what I want. It also has the other two, sixty-second. I, I don't care the- about as much, but I'll get it, because they're on the same thing as Men in Black 1. And it's only $5. Although,
0: y'all gonna at me about Men in Black 3. I'll tell you some real stuff. (laughs) Haven't seen
2: it all. We have to do Men in Black 3 later. We're going to talk about how
0: emotional he gets in Men in Black 3. (laughs) But no, this movie definitely belongs in the junk drawer. And I agree. I love the idea that it is a part of a multi-movie pack. I can picture this as Men in Black, but it's also accompanied by a Spanish (laughs) counterpart, uh, Ombres de Negro. Ombres de Negro. Uh, So... Definitely. They don't have. They also
2: love to have four movies. So they would definitely have Men in Black, Men in Black 2, Men in Black
0: 3, and then Wild, oh, Wild Wild West. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's true. So, guys, before we. Nick, uh, Nick
1: Cage, by the way. We could put him as Tommy Lee Jones, as Agent K. There's just no Nicholas way. Cage.
0: Although we did need uh, you know Nick Cage to help solve the mystery of Orion's Belt in one this second. Is,
2: this is respectable Nick Cage air, also. Nick Cage is coming off an Oscar like two years yeah. before this mm. movie came yep. out. Yep.
0: But yeah. He could he could have solved the mystery a lot faster. He would have. Exactly. The movie would have been too short if they put. That guy's wearing that. somebody <laughs>
1: else's skin. He must be a cockroach. <laughs>
0: It'd be a forty-five minute movie. Uh, so, are there any final thoughts we have before we kind of jump planet here? Um, made me really excited.
1: And this is gonna be an unpopular opinion. I'm so excited that they're making the new one without this cast. I think this cast has done their job. Even though I love Will Smith. I think Chris Hemsworth is the perfect actor to move this thing forward.
2: The Men in Black uh, franchise is actually like very easily set to be less of a series and more of like an anthology, where they tell different stories with different actors. You're right. Similar to like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. You're yeah. right. Definitely. So I agree with you.
1: Do you think this could work as a Netflix show or HBO? I think it
0: definitely works as a ten episode yeah. HBO series. I mean, it yeah. is a. Is still or was a comic book, so it, right. there is ep- it, it could be very episodic. They created
1: a comic book after it, the movie. It was
0: a comic book before.
1: No way! Yeah. I thought this was an original. It's yeah. actually
0: uh, how dare they? Much darker. Yeah, it's really it's, dark. It's, do it's, the it's,
1: characters look? Are they represented by the actors well? Like, do they look like the characters in the so, so? Is Agent J Black and Agent K White? And the
2: comics, all the characters are letters, but they are all very generic looking. Like they, you can't tell them apart very well. Oh, there's no race. They have races. I
0: mean, yeah, no, humans, no, that's what I'm asking.
1: Like, did they did they typecast Agent J and K? No,
0: but oh. their preservation of uh, kind of the anonymity of their organization is less neuralizers and more I'll kill the person that saw me because any means necessary. Oh, that's too dark. So it's it's, it's pretty. It's kind of like
1: a alien version of of John Wick, the the hotel. This day, is.
0: I'd pay for that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening and joining us on our junk drawer episode three for Men in Black from 1997. We hope you enjoyed ne- it.
1: And next week, I'm hosting. Got a great, great movie in store.
2: So stay tennelized. You know the differences between y'all and me? I make this look good.